Hello, everybody, and welcome to Slasher, a weekly look into the art of horror and all things spooky, kooky, and terrifying. I'm Stormy. And I'm Adrian. And this is our last week of Love Can Be Murder Month. How do we feel about our first themed month? Um, I'm very proud. <laughs> I thought it went really well. I think it was fun. I do like having a theme, even though um, we were like throwing the name around all month long, but I'm really proud of us. It feels nice. It feels structured. Right. For being such a podcast where we bounce off each other and our conversations are more like train tracks, oh, yeah. just connecting here and there. I think it's good for us to have uh, it all reined in, if, <laughs> if only for a moment. <laughs> Very bad. But yeah, how was your week? What did you do? How do you feel? It went well, I guess. Another week uh, in quarantine um, or self-isolation, I suppose, is a better way of saying it at this point because we're not officially on quarantine. Um, but yeah, it went well. I actually got quite a bit of movie watching done this week. Oh, <laughs> tell me. Um, well, I guess in terms of what's been spooking me lately, uh, I decided to go ahead and finish the Hills Have Eyes remake since we decided to do Saw 3 for our next Slasher Reacts. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me just finish The Hills Have Eyes then. Um, so I went back and watched the movie again. And it's so good. Like, it's such a good remake. I was like, I was crying legitimately. Like, the last, like, 20 minutes of the movie, I was uh, I was, I was, was crying the last 20 minutes of that movie. No. It was just emotional for me. <laughs> it really <laughs> it was. It was a journey. It was. I was like, you know what? It feels so good to sing. Um, them just beat the shit out of those fucking radioactive people out in the hills of New Mexico. It felt great. It felt cathartic in a way for me because, you know, New Mexico and crazy people just pissing you off in New Mexico. Well, I mean, they went through a lot more than I went through in New Mexico, but it just felt great. I love that for you. <laughs> Did it have you shook? Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, it it did. But speaking of Shook, I also watched Shook on Shutter, the Shutter original. Have you like heard about this movie? Um, no, I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest. Okay, same. I I knew I remembered uh, I remembered it from the list when we talked about like all the Shutter originals that were gonna be coming out. So mm-hmm. I logged into Shutter one day. I just doing whatever. Um, but I logged into Shutter one day, and I, it was, of course, like, on the front screen. I was like, oh, is that Shook? I was like, yeah, seems very silly. So I just clicked it. I didn't know what the hell was going to happen. I didn't know what was going to go down. Um, and it was really, 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 really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, it kind of starts really uh, almost campy in a way. Not fully, but it's kind of very... It's making fun of, like, social media influencers. So it just, I mean, the characters at the very beginning were all just, like, very eye-rolly. I was like, whatever. But as it kind of builds and builds and builds, it gets really, it gets really intense. I don't want to like spoil it too much because I definitely think you would enjoy it because it kind of feels a little bit like lifetime drama, like near the <laughs> end of it. Uh, but it's great. It really is a fun ride. And if I think if you kind of go into it not expecting too much or if you kind of go into it not knowing what's going to happen, I think that'll definitely help. Like if you don't like watch the trailers or anything, because mm-hmm. um, that's how I went into it. And it like it really was a journey. It's really great. Okay, I'll have to add it to the multitude of suggestions we have lately. Same. I was like, after our uh, recommendations episode with Re, I was like, I'm going to be like watching as much as I can over the next week on top of like the movies that we're watching for the podcast and our slash her reacts. And we are really being consumed by movies in our lives at this point. We really are, but 
I feel we we wouldn't have a podcast without them. So <laughs> <laughs> it feels fun, actually. It, like it gives us, it gives me at least something to do, especially in self isolation. I really don't have time to do anything, or I really don't have like anything else to do. So it's nice to like have things set up. Right. Have you seen anything this week? Um, in, no, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I have been an old lady this week. I'm struggling to stay awake. Um, dude, last night I fell asleep at like, I don't know, like 8.30. Isn't that crazy? I really, yeah. um, I was talking to Shannon, our friend Shannon, and I was like, I was like, Stormy really is like sleeping so early these days. Like she's asleep. <laughs> like you'll text me like at six and you're like, you're doing something that feels like, <laughs> like I would be doing at midnight. And then you're like, <laughs> and I'm like, I was like, damn, she really is just like, going to bed at 7 p.m. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you do it. I'm like, I love it for I've you. been exhausted. I don't know what, <laughs> don't know what's going on. Maybe the pandemic's finally catching up to me. But. <laughs> Your sleep schedule has been spooking you. Really? That's, that's about it. Have I seen anything else? Oh, actually, I did rewatch uh, the original, My Bloody Valentine, which ties into our main discussion for the week, which we didn't, we <laughs> to do um my bloody valentine the 2009 version so i think i'll wait to give you like my thoughts about that movie when we discuss like the actual movie because Mm -hmm. i have a lot of like things i want to discuss i have a lot of things on my mind (laughs) i've just been thinking about it i've been thinking about it but yeah check out shook i will say though uh it's not really a spoiler they they like trigger warning they do show a lot of dead dogs in that movie I was a little Aww. taken, yeah, I was taken aback a little bit, like, I was like, ooh, but it's still great, it's um, directed by a woman, it's a woman director, so it's really good, I really ooh. enjoy it. Like I said, add it on to the long list of Ray. Okay, well, I guess we can jump into This Week in Horror next. So AMC and Shudder are pretty much teaming up to look into doing, like, an untitled, well, right now it's untitled, but a black horror anthology series. Um, It's, of course, going to be showcasing, like, black directors, screenwriters, actors, actresses, and, you know, all of that. And so it's fantastic. I mean, Shudder, a name you kind of, or Shudder, of course, obviously did the horror noir documentary, which focuses, Mm -hmm. obviously, on black horror and the history of it. So it's very interesting to see that now. Of course, they're teaming up with AMC, uh, can do this. It's fantastic. Uh, it's going to be on Shutter. Obviously, it's going to be on AMC as well. So I think it's really awesome, and I'm really excited to see what comes forth from that. Oh yeah, um, anthologies are always interesting to me. Like I don't know if I've ever seen a bad anthology per se, but like even the quote unquote bad ones are good. So I don't know. Anthologies are there's just so much potential built up in them. That I'm so excited to see, like, people of color get that highlight. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, very. And I think um, with anthologies, because there's always different stories. So I think even if there's, like, three bad stories, like, if there's one good story, like, the whole movie's going to still, like, be rewatchable. <laughs> yeah. So I love anthologies, and I'm very excited to see what, like, cool, crazy concepts will come or that will come from this. I'm really excited to see so Zack Snyder is returning to the realm of the undead. Netflix has just announced that on May 21st, they're re- releasing Snyder's Army of the Dead. Of course, 15, well, actually more than 15 years ago, Snyder brought us the remake to George A. Romero's Dawn of the Dead, 
The film takes place during a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas and follows a group of mercenaries looking to pull off a heist for the record books. This one's set in your homeland, my dear. Are you excited? I am excited. I'm like really, I don't know, it's kind of, I'm very corny. So like when anything happens like in Vegas since I've been living here, like any movies that I'm watching, even old movies, and like this is in Las Vegas, I get very excited. So I'm very excited to see what this movie brings to the table. Did you... You know, I don't remember the last time that I saw Dawn of the Dead, but you've you've obviously seen it, right? Like oh, 100 yeah. times. Oh yeah. It's my I think it's my favorite zombie movie. Really? The remake. Yeah, the 2004 remake. I really really enjoy it. I think oh, at least one of my favorite zombie movies. Near the top, for sure. You enjoy it, right? Uh-huh. I really enjoy it. I just not one that I've picked up like repeatedly. Hmm. I just love the whole mall aspect. Like I love it. I love mm-hmm. anything happening in the mall. I'm all about it. Yeah. That, well, it reminds me of Left the Left for Dead series. Oh, okay. Yeah. Love that. But yes, I'm very excited about this. I mean, because obviously Zack Snyder's done a zombie movie before, which turned out mm-hmm. fantastic. And this one, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, like, there's like no trailer or anything just yet, so I don't know. Like, I don't know what the tone is. But by off of like the like the the poster that they released with this announcement it's like very bright and colorful and like purple so i'm i don't know if it's gonna be like very like like a dark comedy that's just what i get with the purple poster maybe i'm crazy i feel like with you saying like bright colors i'm picturing like 80s fucking zombies (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah it looks or i i'm expecting it to be really fun at least I feel like zombie movies um, don't really bomb for me. I was thinking the same thing. Like, even, like, the ones that are meant to be bad and they don't take them seriously are so good to me. Like, at least I'll giggle at it. You know what I mean? Right. What's your favorite, like, zombie movie? Or, like, I guess, like, one of your favorites, I suppose. Mm, Honestly, so I didn't think that I would like Train to Busan and I was hesitant to watch it, but it's literally, it's probably one of my top favorites now. It's so good. Right. It's so good. It's such a good movie. And I, I mean, that's another This Week in Horror topic as well. I mean, they're remaking it now for the stage, which is kind of ridiculous. But it's something that's been known. Like, this, like, the news came out, like, years ago that they were going to remake that movie for America. Now, we're finally getting some information on it, but I don't know. That's so annoying, though. Because, like, so what is it the grudge right that is completely the grudge is whitewash j-horror like oh, that's yeah. literally what it is the ring also is a remake yeah it's a j is it mm-hmm. it's a j-horror that was also remade so i just we need to stop whitewashing everything like if you want a zombie movie then watch train to be song like i don't <laughs> yeah, exactly like why do we have to redo it with like a salmon a salmon tally <laughs> Tom and Sally. Like, it makes, but it's true though. Like, it's not like remaking an old film. Like, it's not like what we're discussing today. It's not like a movie from the 80s being remade for 30 years later. It's remaking a movie from another country that you could easily watch just, you know, by watching it. And it came out like five years ago. Right. Like, it it just, there's no point in it. I'm sure, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Just watch Train to Busan. It's so good. The ending to that movie. Ugh. I was stressed. I, I cry. Right. Same. There's multiple, multiple parts in this movie where I cry. I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> like preparing myself. It, uh, it's just so good. 
Right. And there people are just using the fact that you have to read subtitles like against it. Just admit that you can't read and get over it. Like <laughs> it's frustrating. You're missing out on good films <laughs> by being lazy. But it's true. They just don't want to read. It's so annoying. Like just read. If they're like, well, I'm trying to relax my eyes and my brain, but like your eyes staring up a screen anyways, just move it down. <laughs> just go to bed then. Right. You don't need to be watching a movie then if your eyes are straightening. It's just gonna make a, it's just gonna make it worse. Just go to bed. Right. <laughs> uh, Save the bandwidth for the rest of us. Very that. Please do that. But yeah, I'm excited. I love zombie movies. I also, you know, what's a big zombie movie that I've never seen? Hmm. I've never seen uh, Twenty Eight Days Later. What? Never in my life. Bitch, we're gonna watch it. <laughs> I'm gonna put it on the zombie month. Ooh, I don't okay. even remember if we have a zombie month, but we're one day. <laughs> one day it's coming up. Even, <laughs> right. Even my boyfriend's seen that movie. He's seen 28 oh. Days Later, and I haven't seen 28 Days Later. And he hasn't seen things like Alien or Scream, but he's seen 28 Days Later, and I've never seen that movie. Crazy, right? Shame. Shame on him. Shame on his cat. <laughs> I feel foolish, but yeah, no, never in my life. Um, I'm trying to think of the name of it, but there was a zombie romance. Oh, uh, Warm Bodies? Yes, 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 yes. That one, I don't, a lot of people judge it, but I vibe with that movie so hard. That is like the most you movie. It really is. A zombie, like falling in love with a zombie, like the zombie romance story is like definitely something I know you would get into. I thought it was a great movie too. I really did enjoy it. Should we just get into the movie talk? Probably, because my phone's at 20%. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, well, we'll be back with My Bloody Valentine. Hey, everybody. So if you're enjoying the podcast so far, definitely look into giving us a rating. It would be really, really beneficial. We're open to ideas and feedback. It really goes a long way. So go ahead and look into giving us a rating. Again, we're on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, and many more places. But for now, let's go ahead and get back to the show. Alrighty, everybody, we are back, and we are going to be discussing My Bloody Valentine 2009, uh, the 3D movie. I guess it's properly named My Bloody Valentine 3D, but that's the movie that we're discussing today. So directed by Patrick Lisser and written by Todd Farmer and Zane Smith, My Bloody Valentine 3D is a fast-paced 2009 American slasher. Serving as a remake of the 1981 Canadian slasher of the same name, the film highlights a small town plagued by a serial killer set out to mind their hearts and finish a job started years ago. The film has a star-studded cast, starring Jason Ackles as Tom Hanniger, Jamie King as Sarah, Kerr Smith as Sheriff Axel, Megan Boone as Megan, and Tom Atkins as ex-Sheriff Jim Burke. After filming on location in Pennsylvania, the film was given a 3D theatrical release in the U.S. by Lionsgate Productions in January 16, 2009. It was the first R-rated film to be projected in real-D technology and to have a wide release of over 1,000 3D-enabled theaters. On its four-day opening weekend, the film grossed $24.1 million and a little over $100.7 million worldwide after being filmed on only a $14 million budget. While the film received mixed reviews from critics, some, if not most, considered it better than their original 1981 film. So, let's crack into it, bitch. What's up? <laughs> uh, so, let's just get, get it out of the way. Did you enjoy this movie? Yes. Okay. It reminds me of Junior High. Okay, okay. I 
yeah, I could. It, I feel like while I was while I was watching it, I was like, I feel like this might be like the bloodiest and goriest movie that we've talked about so far, besides maybe The Devil's Rejects. Probably because it felt it felt wild, squishy. It felt so wild. I was like, whoa, this is wild. I'm like, we're talking about some gory shit this week, and I kind of love. So, did you see the film in 3D the first time you saw it? Yes. Me too. I watched this movie opening weekend in the theater. Yes. Did you? Me too. <gasps> oh my god, the stars are We were probably alive. there together. <laughs> I watched it in Clovis. We just didn't know. Yeah, me too. We had to have been in the same theater. We were both yelling at bitches to shut the fuck up. I love that. I sat in the front <laughs> row. I went with my younger sister and my uh, birth father. <laughs> it's so uh, it was very awkward, very awkward. Um, I think I watched it with my friends, but I was like middle section in the middle. Ah, so you were cool. I was literally with my birth father because this was like a couple years after my parents had divorced and he had a whole new family, and he would try to take us out to the movie theaters because that's how we grew up was watching movies. So that was our bonding experience. But he took us like the most ridiculous movies as like children i was like 12 13 he took us to this movie and then i remember he took us to halloween 2 rob zombies halloween 2 oh my god <laughs> and me and my sister who is like seven years old are like sitting there in the theater with my dad watching these movies and we're just like sir and irene's tits and clit are just chilling on screen flowing and just showing off a full the full punan and not just like we're just <laughs> full sitting, and we're just sitting there and it's just so so i always feel very funny watching this movie but i enjoyed it i wish i wish i could see it in 3d again oh it was wild i remember it vividly because i was pissed off that my glasses wouldn't sit with the 3d glasses on top (laughs) and so i was sitting here like this i mean nobody can see me but like hands on the side of my face just holding it because I was dedicated to the experience. That was always the worst is going to a 3D movie when you wear, like, glasses. I always mm-hmm. hated that when I was growing up. And we grew up at the time where, like, that was the craze. Like, 3D movies were the craze. And they had to be, like, the big thing at the time I was, like, wearing glasses every day of my life. Fucking bullshit, man. Can't, <laughs> can't have cute sunglasses and I can't wear 3D glasses. And sometimes they fog up. Being blind's a bitch. <laughs> We are we were born like in the worst time. Like we had that happen to us like growing up and now like our twenties are being ravaged by corona. So we just really have it shitty. <laughs> oh my gosh. Somebody was talking somebody gave us the compliment of being Gen Zers. Oh yeah, David on Twitter. Wait, was it Z? Gen Z, yeah. Yeah. I think technically we're like in that weird spot. Well, like ninety-five and ninety-six are like flippy floppy. Yeah. You're on the cusp, and I'm right in the fucking middle of being a millennial, and I hate that word. You're pretty much a millennial, yeah. Yeah, my boyfriend's a millennial. I'm, like, in the—I'm on the cusp, so that's why when I'm on TikTok, I don't feel, like, too crazy. (laughs) I feel like, you know, this is just right for me. So, like, TikTok is your—TikTok to Adrian is Vine to Stormy. (laughs) There we go. I loved Vine, though. We talk about Vine so often. I was sitting there, barbecue sauce all on my titties. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so this movie is crazy. (laughs) It's insane. I mean, I will say it is a loud movie. Like, so loud. Like, even the beginning, like, it's screaming at you during during the intro. And I'm like, it is, I had to turn my, I was constantly messing with my volume. The movie was, like, so loud. 
Um, I was watching it with my earbuds in, and so definitely same for me. I had to go up and down and up and down. It was a lot. I was like, girl, what is happening? Uh, but yeah, this movie's crazy. I mean, as always, we always like to talk about characters. So, I mean, do you have a favorite person in this movie? Mm, no, not really. Me either. I really don't. <laughs> I just don't care about any of them. Right. At all. Not one. It's kind of a rough life in this movie. Because it's a good movie, but like... We're not there for the characters. Yeah, we're not there for the characters. I'm there for that fucking pickaxe, like, going through eyes (laughs) and ripping out jaws. That's what I'm here for. Jaws? Jaws? (laughs) Jaws? He's from New Mexico. (laughs) Fuck, I hate it. Um, But yeah, this movie didn't care about any of the characters. Not to say they didn't do well. Like, I thought they were all Mm -hmm. very fine in their roles. Uh, Jamie King is great as Sarah. Um, She definitely acts the most in this movie, I feel like. Not that yeah. nobody else isn't putting as much effort in, but she just feels really dynamic in a way that mm-hmm. others don't. Especially when she's, like, with Olivia, or not with Olivia, when she's with Megan. Because Megan's, like, the opposite. Like, she just gives me nothing, so. And, like, I'm not slut-shaving, but, like, you can just tell, like, she's not trying to hide it around this wife in the slightest. Yeah, she's, from the beginning, she's very, she's trying to, she's just, she wants to, like, take her man <laughs> like, right. she really wants to take her man and i i want to be like understanding and think she's just like really young and naive but i really don't know how old she is she's probably at least like 22 24 ish well i don't know movies try to trick us into thinking like 30 year olds are like 18 so. like they did in this movie they literally they made, <laughs> us, they made us the opening scene was them like as kids and i was like i'm not buying any one of you being like <laughs> literally <laughs> they had to wear like headbands and the <laughs> And beanies. Right, and just to make up. So much makeup for all of them. <laughs> so bad. So bad. But they look like the way teen- like the way teenagers dress in like two thousand like ten ish. Well and then it just like seeing Vincent Knuckles, I'm like, sir. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> well, because for some reason in my brain, I was thinking about this movie and I was thinking that the that Tom Hanninger was the original killer. And I was like, wow, he ages so good within like 20 <laughs> years. And then I kept watching the movie and I was like, oh yeah, like two different people. <laughs> this movie's insane. And it starts crazy. Like it starts so insane um, mm-hmm. with Harry Warden like murdering. I don't know how he killed everybody in the hospital so easily. Right. And silently. I don't even know. Cause he like there was blood on the wall, so I don't think he was given any type of quiet performance. He was cutting and somebody, yeah, somebody's ripped in half. <laughs> he took the time to rip somebody in half. I'm like, where were the police? Then nobody called everyone <laughs> this time. Like, what's no. happening? Nobody could get to the phone. Like, if somebody's screaming because their body's being cut in half, like somebody's <laughs> gonna be calling the police. And it's such a small town, like the police would be there very quickly. So I don't understand how he got. <laughs> the police are probably already there. <laughs> Or, like, I don't know. That was crazy to me. I mean, I guess we can kind of get the spoiler out of the way. So, Tom, Jason Ackles' character, ends up being the killer in the end. And we kind of see that coming. To, and it was so obvious the entire movie he was the killer. Right. Like, whenever Mir, like, Jensen Ackles will be bending down and it'll match him and then they'll stand up together. And I'm like, this is so obvious the entire time. Why are people so surprised at the end? Even the first time I watched it as like a 13 year old, I was like, this is very clear. Right. I was like, wow. 
But we get the development of his character here because Harry gets murdered in front of him pretty much and the blood splatters on his face. And he's already going through a lot because a year before when Harry went into his coma after killing all the people he got stuck down there with, um, I think it's like it's pretty much told to us, I guess, that Tom like did something wrong and like caused the explosion. He didn't bleed the lines. Right. So he's already kind of probably feeling really shitty. That's why he's like kind of even nervous going into the mine when they're having this little party. And then Harry kills him <laughs> or, or Harry gets killed in front of him. So you could tell like he's going through a lot. It's just like so obvious from the beginning. Have you ever seen the original My Bloody Valentine? Yes. Okay. Do you enjoy that one? this one better actually but i think it's because it was the first one that i saw in like memories like i thought it was cool being in 3d because <laughs> it was surely the first uh horror movie i ever saw that was 3d so <laughs> um i'm the opposite i like the original more than i like this one hmm. what, why so i'm like a really big tone person like i love a like i love a tone in a movie and i think the original I mean, it's also just a lot more slower paced and mm. everything just feels a lot more calm. And I, I'm a big person when it comes to like sound in the movie. So even this movie being like very loud, like the score and just like the, like the jump scares that they throw at you are just like so loud. And like the original is just slower. And I, I'm, I, I don't know, I guess I don't, I'm one of those people who really enjoys like slower, like like slower horror I really love I'm not I mean I, I mean my favorite like subgenre are slashers though so I like crazy shit happening constantly but I think like personally like especially at, like the age I'm coming into now I really like slow horror so in rewatching the 80s version I really fucking dug it and I love the like a lot of the scenes in that one and I like I kind of vibe with the characters not that they're much better but I kind of vibe with them a little bit more than the characters in this one mm-hmm I think also another reason why um, I like this one better is because I haven't watched the 80s version since I was like, since this movie came out. Because I remember watching this one and be like, oh, cool, there's a remake. And then I went and watched that one. Right. But I was also like, a 3D horror movie is kind of built for like the teenage mind, in my <laughs> opinion. Right. Like, that's probably what drew me into it in general. So maybe that's why I just cling to it because like nostalgia. I might have to rewatch it as an adult and see if I feel the same way. Yeah, because I, I I haven't seen it in forever either, but I remembered it, and so rewatching it recently, obviously this past week, as an adult, I really I really enjoyed it, and it felt more. I don't know. It felt really. Uh, I don't know, and it does. It's not like it's a big jump. Like this movie is like ten years apart from like the incidences. This the original one's only like. Oh, no, it's pretty big. Yeah, it's like a 20-year jump. Um, <laughs> but it feels different. It feels more like ghost story-ish because it's like a bigger time gap. Like this remake is like only 10 years and the original is 20 years. So like a lot of the kids that are involved in the original, like they, it's kind of like a ghost story to them because they were kids when it happened. So they don't have like a personal connection to any of it. And like this movie is like, oh, everybody's connected to the killer because it only happened 10 years ago. And the other right. one feels more like, you know, I love fucking like, urban legends and myths and that's just kind of what that feels like so you even feel like the killer's a ghost the entire time like i don't know it just feels very that and i love that <laughs> feels very that and i love that <laughs> i want that to be our tagline <laughs> we're listen we're delusional so <laughs> so we both agreed that we don't have a favorite character but do we have a favorite kill uh you can take the reins with this one 
Mm, my personal favorite kill is the ex-sheriff that comes outside and catches it, like, through his mouth, like, his open jaw, and he just rips his fucking jawbone off. It's fucking sick. It's the best kill in this movie. I fucking screamed. It's foul. I was like, bitch, even if the CGI looks bad, I was like, they fucking ripped that man's jaw off with a pickaxe, and I was living for it. Well, the other one where the blonde get, catches a shovel to her face. Oh, yes. And, like, her whole face, like, slides onto the fucking... On the shovel. Love yeah. that. I love that one as well. It gave me very wrong turn tease when she's in the tree and they they chop her in that exact same oh, spot. Oh, yeah. Her body yeah. Falls out. Well, I'll, I love that. That's my favorite kill in that series. So I love that one, too, in this one. Yeah, that poor girl. She came in for two seconds to die. I'm trying to think of another specific one. Uh, I, I feel like a lot of them really aren't too memorable. Like, he's just stabbing people. Ooh, the truck driver is kind of gross. Like, straight through the top of his bald-ass head. <laughs> yes. And also, that is... I want to say that's the writer. Oh! He, like, wrote himself in. I mean, probably just so he could fill his junk all up on Irene. Like, he was probably just, like, scribbled something. Like, also, this random man who looks exactly like me... <laughs> Gets railed by this lady. Um, that whole scene was insane. Dude, she's just rocking clams out, man. <laughs> and everything's, there's a whole lot going on in that scene. And I just. I kind of love it. That's like my biggest fear uh, to keep it like, <laughs> to keep it like, I don't know, more than it just being a woman running around naked. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, <laughs> looking, trying to look deeper into it. That is like one of my biggest fears is like being chased butt naked like i think about that every time i'm in the shower naked and afraid <laughs> yeah literally i'm like if i was like in the situation of being naked and being chased like i would like every time i'm in the shower i'm like girl if it turns into psycho and somebody comes into this shower i was like i don't want to have to like defend myself naked i just feel like i'm so vulnerable like i said naked and afraid anytime i hear noises when i'm in the shower i'm just <laughs> naked and afraid ready to fuck somebody up i literally shower with one fist ready to roll <laughs> scared <laughs> you're like do you need a towel just get punched in the f- your fucking shit rock <laughs> i'm ready to roll honey a gust of wind would have you ripping through your whole fucking shower curtain i'm the person who <laughs> i'm the person who literally in any situation like probably every 10 minutes i think to myself if somebody came in here and tried to, try to murder <laughs> me how do i get out like every 10 minutes my brain puts my puts me in a scenario where i'm like what would i do to get out in this moment like constantly i'm constantly thinking of ways to like escape which is why i think i would survive in a horror movie i just know you would stress me out in a horror movie because i'd be like (laughs) trying to make a plan and like think about it and you would just be like trust me (laughs) yeah just trust me let's go and i'm like but i have to plan or else it makes me nervous and you're like you have to get out the phone just start fucking running away us and death by daylight right oh my god Listen, I'm new. I can't play. You're, it'll come together. I found I one generator in the <laughs> six games we play. <laughs> oh, it'll come together. It flows really naturally when you start to play it pretty often. Um, but yes, my bloody Valentine. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I can't think of many other kills. What's like your favorite scene in this movie? I kind of really like the party scene at the beginning, or we're, we're just. Mm-hmm. We just because we get so many kills. I was watching. There is a YouTuber that literally does like kill counts. Uh-huh. I'm sure their account is actually called Kill Counts. 
but like <laughs> the way they averaged it out was like a kill every three seconds in, or not three seconds every three minutes in this movie <laughs> like if you added them all up and so i think that's why like because it's so fast-paced like right away we get five kills uh-huh it is a good scene. I also like when they're like when the girls are trying to get away with Axel and they're in the car and he throws the axe and they're like Oh, I hate that fucking part. Well, I love that part. Why is she sitting like that? Nobody <laughs> sits in a car like that. <laughs> She's Nobody. like, oh, it's coming at me. Let me look towards the fucking window. She's like, What is that? Like <laughs> I I love anything that happens in the car. So I'm just a sucker for that. I love, like, car scenes in horror movies. I don't know why, but just something about a car makes me... I don't know. It gives me a different type of, like, adrenaline for some reason. So I love, like, that. I love this uh, the car scene in the first Scream movie when she, you know, when he's dangling the keys in front of her. Like, being in a car feels, like, the most suffocating to me. So I think it's just, like, anything that happens in a horror movie surrounding a vehicle I'm fucking obsessed with. Like, in Texas Chainsaw Massacre when they're inside the van. Like, it just feels like you have nowhere to go in a car. Right. So I just always fucking love that shit. So even if it was like a stupid moment and the axe looks awful and she really is very stupid for leaning into the windshield, I just love like anytime anything in a car happens. But yeah, so many kills in that scene. So many. I wish I had kept count, but I, I know like at like 10 minutes in where there was already like 12 people dead. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so many people, especially after the fucking hospital. Like they throw like 20 bodies at us at the very beginning. I know. <laughs> Intense gore, fucking people's open chests with their heart just sitting there. And then we go to the mine and he's already murdered like another 12 people. <laughs> You're like, what? He's murdering people. In the, uh, I guess in the news, in the news are uh, like the news, whatever, like the news story that they're doing on it. There's an article? Uh, no, like, the news story when she's reporting, like, she says that there was, like, 22 kills in total. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Crazy shit. Also, the guy who hits his head when he's trying to run away made me laugh. <laughs> Poor guy, though. Also, he's stupid. There's five dead bodies around him, and there's a man at the end of the fucking mine with a pickaxe, and he's like... And he's just standing there. He's screaming at him, like, <laughs> yelling at him. And I'm like, sir, there are dead bodies around you. And the only person standing you're going to be screaming at, especially when, he, especially when he's holding a pickaxe. Like, girl, right. you kind of had it coming. And he makes eye contact with... Okay, so that is my biggest gripe with this movie, is that moment. Like, whenever he's coming to, like, kill the guy at the end of the mine. And he passes all three of them, Axel... Like, they're standing, facing him, and he just keeps stomping towards the guy that, like, interrupted everything. I don't understand. How he didn't see them. And also, I don't understand how, like, as soon as he's walking past them, that's when Axel takes his mouth or his hand off of Sarah's mouth. And she's like, (gasps) like, right away, it's like, why would you, like, take your hand off of her mouth when he's walking by you? Right. I wonder if it's just, like, the mask. Like, you know those things that they make horses wear at the blinders? I wonder if it's like that for him. So he has like tunnel vision, maybe. Oh, yeah, because the mask, it probably makes it. I think so. Well, in the, like the weird like POV shots that they show us, like in the mask, like it's always like very, it is, it's a very like limited view. So I guess right. I could. Plus, it's dark down there, you know. If you just walk like shoulder to shoulder with him, he'd never fucking see you. That opening scene's insane. I think my favorite scene in this movie, I mean, obviously, is the grocery store scene. Oh, yeah. I mean, I wish it was longer. It was so good. We get a really, well, satisfying for me. We get a satisfying kill. Oh, yeah. That was also really cool. Megan, she annoys me, man. (laughs) I love the fact that her chest is just ripped open and she has the same line from the card that she wrote, Axel. Oh, yeah. 
the shade. So shady, mm-hmm. this killer. So shady. He really is a diva. Strolling into this town 10 years later and just murdering people and just being such a diva and, like, pointing fingers at everybody and, like, trying to cause a ruckus and steal his woman back. <laughs> like, he came in, like, a, such a diva. Jason Ackles came in, like, a diva. He was ready to dominate this town. Well, by this point, they're already, like, knee-deep in Supernatural. So maybe he's just threatening his stuff. Oh, yeah, he had big dick energy this entire movie. His voice? Oh, I've never seen... Well, I that's a lie. I've seen, like, maybe, like, six episodes of the first season because when I moved in with my old roommate, she was obsessed with it. So I started to watch it with her, and I just never, like... I never get... When she was like, yeah, there's, like, ten more seasons. And I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to commit myself to this at all. So I haven't, like, gone back. So I don't really, like, know him too much. Uh, oh, okay. So he was, like... His voice was very sexy, and I just enjoyed him immensely in this movie. <laughs> but yeah, the grocery store scene is great. I just love it because it's such a small, like, it feels so real. Like, we grew up in a town, a small town like that. So, like, we had, like, those local-looking grocery stores, and just the thought of being chased around in that makes me, like, another adrenaline rush. That gives me anxiety. That gives me very Jurassic Park vibes when they're in, in the, the kitchen. kitchen with the Velociraptors. Oh. And people want to say that's not a horror movie. But, yeah, I love the grocery store scene. It's amazing. Um, I just love it. Watching them run down that aisle with the fucking, with the lights off and just the freezers on. I love the whole aesthetic. But Megan's knocking over shit for no reason. He's, it's not slowing him down. It's really slowing her down. (laughs) But she came in with that broom or whatever and, like, I was proud of her in that moment. She really helped because Sarah would have been murdered in 2.5 seconds. He was beating the shit out of her. Fucking smacking her and throwing her into the fucking, uh, into the freezer. I was like, girl, he's beating right. the shit out of her. I will say that when they get to the office, like, every move that they made in that office was the wrong move. They pushed the filing cabinet down. I was like, wouldn't you want to push it, like, in front of the door? Like, just right. push, like, so you're not, like, you're not, like, barricading yourself. He's, like, ripping this door apart still. Like, so there's something blocking it. And then right. they push the desk up against it. I was like, that's not, like, if he rips the store open, he'll just walk it's in. It's also, yeah, he's going to step onto the desk. And <laughs> 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 Maul your ass. And she had the alarm there the entire time, and she never pressed it. They never pressed the alarm until Megan died. She's like, oh, she dead? I want my man to see this and hit the button. Also, why is there a lock on that window? Yeah, that place cannot be, like, that run down. I mean, I, and it's a small town, so, like, I feel like it would, they would be more lax. Especially when anybody can just go down to the mines and walk in. Right. <laughs> there's, not, there's not a whole lot of security here. But this window sure is. Girl, I don't know. And it was a hot mess. And then Megan gets out, and I don't know how he ran from that fucking door all the way to the alley in, like, five seconds and, like, tore her apart like that. I was like, damn, what the fuck? But it was brutal. I loved it. I really do like that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but beyond beyond those two scenes, I really don't, like, care for much else. Like, everything else is just kind of things happening. I like all the kills. Yeah, so it's just, like, things happening, and then the kills happen, and then, like, things happen. I think it's just because we don't care about the characters that, like, everything in the middle just seems... Yeah, because, like, the the beginning's amazing, like, with the hospital and, like, the party scene, and then it's just, like, things are happening. <laughs> and then, like, we get to the grocery store scene, which is awesome, and then we get the house scene where the, the old sheriff dies, which is really cool, and then it's just kind of things happen. And even, like, the climax with all three of those characters... Like, I wasn't, like, in, like, I wasn't, like, rooting for anybody in that seed. I was rooting for Jensen Knuckles, but I knew, I already knew the plot twist. And I don't know. And, like, Sarah, I don't know what she's thinking. Like, just, like, trusting him so much. 
trusting either of them. They're both fucking shady. Fuck them. They're both awful. They're so awful. And I hate that the end of the movie, she's like, I love you. I was like, I would be like, we're through and like walk away and like go be a bad bitch. Because he's awful having an affair this entire time with Megan and just like, they're they're just (laughs) awful. Megan. (laughs) But Sarah's also dumb because like after she realizes that Tom is the killer, she still like doesn't shoot him. And so he's running away. Like, like, girl, what? He, like, stabs Axel in the stomach, and she just is still staring with the gun. She's like, wow, that's crazy. But I guess she's, I mean, I guess it's supposed to be, like, a moment of her, like, like, not wanting to shoot him or, like, having a hard time. But then, like, he runs, and then she starts shooting, like, girl. (laughs) She said swing first. Make the first move, I dare you. A mess. But, yeah, the kills are amazing. I also love uh, the housekeeper or whatever she is. Aw. And the dryer. I love that. That's a callback to the original. Yeah. Because that death happened in the original, too, which is really cool. I do love the red tub that Irene is left in. Oh, yeah. My aesthetic. I need that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the rest of the movie, I mean, the kills, again, are, like, great. And that's really the selling point with this movie are those kills, like, really. Because um, the characters, I mean, I can I do, again, I really do enjoy Jamie King, though. So even though Sarah, as a character, I'm kind of like, girl, what are you doing? But, like, just her acting still really great, and I'm so invested and, in, like, don't want her to get killed. Because she also had a good little, like, chase scene at the end of the movie as well, which wasn't too bad when she was, like, in the house and, you know, Tom's attacking her. And, like, she jumps. Well, she doesn't even jump. Well, I guess she kind of jumps out the window and, like, rolls off of the house. And, like, she goes into the... Oh, that's the other reference. And then she goes into the mine in, like, those... The, the miners suit. Oh, what the it? light bulb. When they're dropping, that's another death in... Or it leads oh, to another death in the original, too. I got you. Which was also really cool. You know, she had a good moment at the end. I, I enjoyed her little chase scene at the end. Oh, yeah. We always root for a chase scene. Mm-hmm. But then it's when the men became the focus of those <laughs> last couple yeah, like, scenes. Then I got just, bored. It tanked after that. Like, it just, so, like, the toxic masculinity, like, mm-hmm. way, they're just, the, like, they're feuding until the very end. Even with, like, I'm just like, girl, I wish you, she should have shot them both, like Axel said. Literally. Fuck it. He's like, shoot us both, but say less. Boom, right. bam. <laughs> Say less. <laughs> like, I'm not going to hesitate, girl. I won't lie. I will say that a lot of the reason I like this movie is nostalgia, especially in going back and watching it with a more critical eye, like we've said. Um, but that still doesn't stop it from being fun. I, I love this movie. Even though, like, I mean, the story, again, the movie to me doesn't really revolve around the story. Like, it just stays pretty true to the original in terms of, like, the love triangle. But, like, it really is a great fucking horror movie. It's so fun. Like, I watch this movie every year. Like, literally every year this month. It's just so fun. Like you said, so squishy. Uh, just so bloody. And the kills are fun. And there's fun scenes. The deaths are always fun. Even though, like, they're just, like, quick moments. They're always, like, fun. And it's just, like, you're counting deaths. And you're fucking chilling. Stoned out of your mind. Enjoying this movie. It's great. I love it. I really do. I mean, I'm, I'm a big person. You know, I, I enjoy, like, character development and depth and... You know, uh, just like good dialogue. That's just, I mean, not to be like snobbish, but like I really enjoy that shit. Like I really do. Like I love, I love story arcs and like this one doesn't have it like anything like remarkable, but it's fun. Like I literally yeah. show this movie to anybody and everybody. I'm like, y'all should watch My Bloody Valentine because it's so fun. Do agree. I'm going to have to add it back into my watching routine. It's fun. And I mean, I mean, yes, there's some bad shit. <laughs> there's some bad shit in the movie, but it's not even like, even the bad shit feels almost intentional. So like, it doesn't even feel. It didn't take itself serious. 
Yeah, it knew what it was. It was a 3D horror movie with crazy kills. Like Right. And they sold that very well, in my opinion. It really also it's a really pretty movie. Like it really is like well directed for sure. Like the shots are great. The colors are really pretty, especially during the like the hotel scene. I just love like those like neon lighting moments. Right. So that was a really pretty scene. So it's a it's not a bad movie. It's very silly. It's a good time. Like I said, I really wish I could go back and watch it in three D. That would make it definitely uh, uh, a movie to get stoned to. Like get stoned or <laughs> drunk and watch this movie with your friends and like fucking just have a good time. It's so fun. It's almost like Final Destination. Like you're just waiting for the kills to happen. And you have to take a shot anytime somebody dies. So oh, alcohol poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be right. Oh well, the crazy thing is, is uh, this movie came out in 2009 when the Friday the Thirteenth remake also came out, and it was both. Both boys from Supernatural in horror remakes in the same year. So, do you like this one more than the Friday the 13th remake? I personally do, yes. Hmm. I'm the opposite. I really love that Friday the 13th remake. It's so good to me. Yeah. It's so um, good. I mean, they're both very good, but I'm still, my heart's still with this one. I don't blame you. It's fun. It really is. But that remake is so good. The Friday the 13th remake is so good. And Jason, or what's the other guy from Supernatural? Jared Picka. Pick a Pilecki? do I don't know, but he's great. He's gorgeous. I think it's Pilecki. Yeah, he's pretty. Penny Nickel? Yeah, but he's great. And um, so overall, you recommend it? Absolutely. Fun time. Especially if you're drinking. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It's a great movie. Or if you can see it in 3D. Or if you imagine a 3D TV. Do they still sell those? Imagine seeing that in like an IMAX theater. <gasps> Ooh. No, it's so loud. It's so loud. It wouldn't be, like, enveloping. We could just wear earbuds, the little (laughs) squishies. So that is the conclusion to our Love Can Be Murder Month. It is. Yay. I'm proud of us. It was a good time. It was. And we have a very fun month next month. So it's going to just pretty much be Adrian's birthday bash, and we're just going to be having a guest every day because I like to party. That's pretty much what we're going with. And where can people find us, Stormy? You can find us on Twitter and Instagram with the same handle, at slash underscore her underscore pod. You can email us, rate and subscribe us, follow us, download us. I'm just trying to hit 5K on downloads, so if y'all could help out, that'd be sick. Yeah, help us reach 5K. We're so close. We're we really are. But you can keep up with all of that information on our socials, like I said. And we love you so much. Stay spooky. Stay spooky, everybody. Bye. Bye.